Hey everyone, welcome to the Grind Together podcast. We're the Grinders. I'm Lauren. And I'm Matt. And on this podcast, we want to create opportunities for growth through real conversation. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone. This week, we are going to be talking about anxiety. Anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's a it's a hard topic to talk about. It is because I know there are people that like, don't really believe in it. There are people that are like, nope, it's a real thing. So you kind of got like two things. I also sometimes think people abuse it. I'm going to be that person to say that. Just, so they, they think that they have it or they're just telling people or somebody told them that they had it one time or. Yeah, I think I think we and, sometimes abuse mental yeah. health. I do. I, I think we have figured out that we live in a world that is very sensitive say, to it. Yeah. And so if you're like, I have depression, I have anxiety or whatever, which I think we kind of all have a form of both. Uh, I just think others take it to an extreme sometimes that other people don't. I'm sure I'm going to get shit for saying that. I don't really care. That's okay. I'm kind of in one of those moods today. So this episode yeah. could be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at, at, on that note, though, at the same time, it's it's a pretty serious thing that both you and I have, have dealt with. Yeah. No, we both have. And I think it's something that we have dealt with in a way that I think up until now I didn't I would not have classified it as anxiety and so it's been interesting to kind of pinpoint like uh, and what we want to talk about today is pinpoint those certain things that are like whoa like I didn't realize I was doing these certain things that are actually causing me to feel this way which is like what I would classify as anxiety or as like a panic attack or that's caught like that are causing these things mentally in in my life okay and i think that um depression and anxiety is all not not that it's curable but there's things that we can do to counteract those things um and i think that we kind of want to go into that and a little bit of what causes it in our daily lives and what we've seen as we've gone through like therapy and as we've seen like what our coach talks about as well. Um, And really, as we've seen other people react to life Mm -hmm. and how that causes anxiety and depression. Um, So yeah, let's jump into it a little bit. Yeah, I I don't know why this just came in my mind, but we're gonna talk about it. So um, I found a quote the other day that I sent to you um, that uh, one of the people that we love to follow, Kerwin Kerwin Ray posted about how um, people are addicted to stress. Yeah. Like, and there's a few people in my mind, like I sent it to you because we have some people in our lives that are, and I think I used to be somebody that was addicted to stress and success and. Well, talk about, because that's a whole episode in and of itself and that's totally fine. But give me like a short example of how you were addicted to stress. Like, what does that look like? Like I constantly wanted to be busy because my idea of being busy was being successful. So no matter what that looked like, whether it was like, I had, it's funny because I look at some of the people that are in our, in our current lives and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. You're doing like, you're doing what I used to do. And I don't think they realize it. Sure. I I actually, like, I would say that most of them don't realize that they're actually addicted to like the feelings that they get being stressed out. They, they, or maybe they just don't know how to live otherwise. Exactly. Like if they weren't busy, Mm -hmm. because I think I was kind of, I love that you brought that up because I was kind of like that, like. And I still sometimes fall into that category where if I don't have certain things that are keeping me busy, I'm kind of like, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to just sit in my thoughts. Like it's why I have a hard time meditating, I think, because 
I have to get really quiet with myself and I have to sit still. Like that's why yoga has been so good for me and also mm -hmm. so challenging for me because I have a very hard time going to a vinyasa yoga class because it moves so slow. Right. That my mind starts to wander and be like, I could be using my, I could be doing so much more. I could be using my body in such a different way or like I'm like your, in a pose. Your mind just constantly running. And I'm and going, because I think there's a part. Because you think you should be busy. Well, and there's a part of me that has a little bit of like ADD or ADHD. Yeah. And so I think there's all, I just, I can't focus on that one thing because I'm not interested in it in the moment. And so it's constantly working myself up in, in that moment of I need to be busy. I need to show myself Mm -hmm. that I'm busy because if I'm not busy, then I'm not important and I'm not succeeding in, in what I should be doing. So whatever that looks like, whether I haven't volunteered to all the things that my kids are doing or I'm not busy at work and I don't have deals that I'm closing and appointments set and yeah. phone calls to be made. And, and I think sometimes people get wrapped up in time management in that where they're like, my schedule's got to be packed from 8 a.m. to or like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And there's got my every hour's got to be planned out. And I think that if that's you, you probably fall into the category of you're you're probably addicted to being stressed and you need to reevaluate because that's no way to live. Is that also does that like cause in your opinion, does that cause you to be anxious as well? A hundred percent. OK. Just because then I'm anxious because I'm not I'm not getting things done and I'm working up situations in my head mm -hmm. of the phone calls that I'm going to have to have, or like if one thing gets off, yeah, I, my whole, my whole day is derailed and it causes me so much stress because then, oh my gosh, are we going to be late for this? And then, oh, I have an appointment here. And how am I going to get everything done? Because I'm so busy. How am I getting everything done? Yeah. And it's like, then that is like just festering and like causing all that anxiety. I think, I think there's different types of anxiety. I think you have like postpartum anxiety. I think you have social anxiety. I think you have anxiety when it comes to work and, and, and business. I think you have relationship anxiety. I think anxiety is a lot of different, falls into a lot of different categories. Yeah. And it's funny listening to you describe all of that. There's one common thing and you know what that is? What? It's control. Mm -hmm. And if I were to categorize anxiety for me, it would be past, present, and future. Because we constantly, and myself personally, I'm constantly worrying about things that I never did. And the things that I wish I would have done. The things that I regret and that just stays on my mind and causes me to get A, stressed, but B, very anxious for my current life and my future. What do you say it also causes like a little bit of depression there of like, I wish I would Very much have. So. I wish I would have. It's all the regret that's there. And it's funny because we sit there and we fester, especially me. I sit and I fester about things in the past that are already done and over with. And the blunt reality is, is that no one can control the past. And so why worry about it? Mm -hmm. um, the second part of it is the present. And I think the present is... Actually, let me go to the future first and then I'll come back to the present. So the past, we definitely can't control. Well, I think like too, like really quick, mm -hmm. we, I think as a society, we're taught to look into the past a lot, like history classes and things like that. I was like, learn history classes. Well, like they're That's like, random. I don't know why that, I thought <laughs> that, but like look to the past so you don't make mistakes and like that no, kind of No, it says thing. learn from your past so you can get better, right? Like yeah, but I think sometimes we dwell stuff. in the past. Like we still in America today dwell in what mm -hmm. happened 80 years ago. Give me some, give me an example. What, what is something that you 
wish you would have done? Ooh, I wish I wouldn't have gone to college. You wish you would have gone to college? No, I wish I would not have gone to I college. I would not have because you went for two years and then you dropped out. I don't even out know how many years I went. Like it wasn't was really, I didn't really go to college. I like went, showed up for five minutes or like the first half of the semester and then mm-hmm. I pieced. And I wish I would have just done things the way that I wanted to do them as a 18, 19 year old instead okay. of how I thought I was supposed to do it. Okay. I also wish, here's another one, wish I would have not taken as hard of classes in high school and had more of like a high school experience. I know that's like more child, like childhood thing, mm-hmm. but I think I was so anxious to grow up and I was so excited to be a grown up that I missed out a little bit on creating relationships in my youth that probably would have benefited me a lot more in my adulthood. Not okay. that I wanted to be friends with everybody, but like I I was I thought every I, it was I was anxious. I thought everybody had a preconceived idea of who I was. It wasn't up until recently that I've kind of gotten over that. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Let's talk about the Lauren right now that there's two words that are really like trigger words for judgment and it's I wish that I would have, right? And that I should have. Yeah. And so the second that you start doing saying those words to yourself is when you start judging yourself. And so when you're in your present self and you're saying, oh, I wish I would have gone to college or I wish I would have taken like less hard classes, you're um, you're automatically spiking anxiety. You're automatically spiking depression and stress because you are not in your present mind being the person or you're not the person that you think that you should have been. Okay. Um, and so we are, we constantly do that. And thank you for answering my question, but we, we constantly sit there and we dwell on the past. I wish I would have done this. I should have done that. Um, I wish I would have taken this job. I wish I would have done, guess what? It's over. Yeah. So why? And the biggest thing that, that people can do and that I've done for myself in, in being very present with myself is understanding that anything that's happened in the past was for a reason. And I wouldn't be the person that I am today if those things hadn't happened. And so if you're sitting there and you're worrying about the things that you haven't done, um, the only thing that you can do right now is start. And there's no sense in worrying about what it's going to look like in the future unless you don't start. And it's funny sitting here doing this because all throughout this entire week, I've had things go on with my, excuse me, with my, um, like with my job that I'm like, I'm worried about the future. Mm Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to nuts and bolts, it's what can I do today to not have that anxious feeling of what's going to happen in the future? So let's talk about the future. I think the future provides like I think when you look to the future, it there's a part. There's, I think there's two parts. I think mm-hmm. there's one where you look to the future and you're like you're really hopeful and you're like wishful. And like, again, that. exactly mm-hmm. what you said. It's like you said the, I wish or whatever. It's that. It's, but I think it's a different mentality than like the I wish in the past. I think the I wish in the future is like hopeful and it's like exciting and it's like it, yeah. it's your driving force that gets you to like move forward and like execute on ideas and things like that. But, but I but I also think yeah. that there is a, a and also there's an altering thing where it's like, well, I want to do this, but what if it's the what if again? Like what if I didn't? Like, what if this doesn't succeed or what if I don't have this? And also you have no control over the outcome that's going to happen. So sometimes I think as human beings, like, and I'm so guilty of this is I'm so focused on the the outcome of something that I miss everything. And I, I was, I was listening to a podcast episode, I think last week, um, 
and I was listening to it and and the girl that was doing it another person that we love that I love like probably if you were like if you could go to lunch with like I said I said this the other day if I could go to lunch with like three people she'd be like top three which is Jenna Kutcher I love her yeah. she changed single-handedly has like changed my perspective on life in a very cool way um so she's awesome but uh she was saying that we're so often in such a rush to do the next thing mm -hmm. that once we finally get there, if you're finally there, if you looked back, you realize that you actually missed out on everything else. And like, how crappy is that? And how like, that's not a way to live. And we're so focused on like the end goal and what's that going to be and what is success and what is this and what is that? And like, when I'm successful, I will have made it or whatever. And what does that do to us? It causes anxiety. Yeah. And I also, and it causes depression and because depression then you're not hitting certain things mm -hmm. in your life. And that's kind of like, I think we're, we have experienced that is like we mm -hmm. get to this pinnacle point in our lives where we think we should have made it. And we're like, fuck this sucks like it no that's not what I was expecting like I hate this what the hell like right. do you know what I mean and it's like wait I've got to completely reevaluate everything because this isn't what I wanted and like also what the hell have I been doing the last two years or the last six months or whatever like where did that time go mm -hmm. and why was I not enjoying it in the moment right it's so cool because you sit there and you think about, it's not cool. Sorry, I'm going to take that back. It's not cool because we always sit there and we think about the things that, um, again, here's the word, we should be doing. Or the things that we wish we were doing or the things that we wish in the past, the things that we wish we did. And the thing is, is that we can't change that at all. Yeah. And we, I, I mean, I can't even tell you, I think most most people live their lives not thinking enough about the present and thinking way too much about the past and the future. Yeah. If we control our lives minute by minute, day by day, happiness will follow, right? And anxiety and depression, I think, will very, very quickly slip away. If you can sit and you can tell yourself, today I'm going to do this because... And I love, I love goals. And I think that you should write down your goals and always ask, like aspire for something more of yourself in the future. Um, and then reverse engineer that into a day by day process Yeah. where you're saying, Hey, this is what I'm going to do today. Because if I don't do this today, then I'm for sure shit is not, I'm not going to get what I want in the future, but I'm not going to sit there and not have a plan for today and not do something today and just sit there and, and think, Oh, I should be here in five years or I should be doing this or shit, I didn't do this two years ago and that's why I'm where I'm at right now. Like that's just going to say you're going to spiral downward every single time when you try that. Yeah. Um, and so control is a big word. And I think that my message for this, this episode would be focus on things that you can control. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing that I know for a fact that no one can control is something that's already happened. And the only thing that you can control is your present self yeah, and your present situation. Um, the other thing that I know you can't control is the future. Yeah. So hopefully that, that makes sense. Um, I think one of the biggest things that causes like, I have like two things I'm thinking of that cause like me some social, like not social, but like some anxiety, okay. right? Like in my life. I mean, we're not even gonna dive into postpartum anxiety because I have yeah. struggled with that in the past. And that is very, very hard because that is like, that to me, postpartum anxiety is like 
dealing with everything you can't control, but yet it's consuming your entire life. And so it's very hard to talk to a mom who's postpartum and say like, hey, anybody that deals with anxiety, you can never say like, hey, just control it. Like, hey, like get this, get this under control because they're like, I know you don't, I know you don't agree with me no, on no, that. No, no, I think that keep going. But I think that the only thing is that the one thing that you can tell to somebody, anybody, even somebody with postpartum depression is, okay, what right now can you think okay, about? That's, that's, a, that's a better exactly, way to put it. I should yeah. say something. I, I guess, I guess my point in saying that was more like, hey, you like, you don't have control over that. So stop worrying about it. Like, okay. or trying to, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the right way. I know exactly what I want to say. And I can't figure out how to say it. So maybe like scratch that. I don't know. But like, <laughs> it's more like, hey, don't worry about it. It's fine. That's more what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like you're like, don't worry about it. You're good. And you're like, screw you. I'm not good. I'm stressing out about these things. But I think in situations like that, what you've done to help me is not necessarily been like, hey, Laura, you can't control this. So stop thinking about it. Yeah. You'll talk me through it in a way where I'm like, all of a sudden I have decided for myself, like, oh, you know what? You're right. I actually can't. I have no control over that. Well, tell me about because I know exactly where you're going. Tell me about the what ifs. Because I think if anybody knows Lauren, and <laughs> I hope that you guys have gotten to know her over this this the past couple of months we've been doing this, but she she worries a lot. Like you worry about what's going to happen and, and you're a planner. Mm-hmm. And to a fault, sometimes you are a planner. And I think it's one of your best traits, but I also think it's it's like one of the strengths and weaknesses thing. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the times you get wrapped up on so many hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. And it just stresses you out and causes anxiety and things like that. And so, yeah, a lot of the times in our conversations, I'm like, okay, Lauren, what is something that I can help you get done right now? Yeah. And that's been one of the biggest things I think in my life that's been the most helpful is when I have days or conversation, I'm thinking more of conversations. Like I probably have the most anxiety in my day-to-day life when I have to have hard conversations with people that I don't necessarily want to have or have to deliver bad news or whatever. And people like when will, you know that day you've got to make that phone call yeah, or talk to that person. Yeah. yeah. Or like I know I've got to like do something that I necessarily don't really want to do or that's going to be Perfect. hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I like sit on it. My number one thing is just get it over with. Like it should okay. be the first thing you do. Whatever it is that you don't want to do, make it. I know we say so much on this podcast, like only do things that you want to do. And I still to this day believe that. But sometimes in life, you have to have the conversations that you don't want to have because. Or that you're scared of. Or that you're scared That's of. That's a better way to put it. So jump right into fear. Just jump into it. Because mm-hmm. the second that you sit too long in it, you're not going to do it. And then you're going to do what I do. And you're going to be like, well, when I have this conversation with this person, they're going to. Re-. And a lot of times we already have a preconceived idea of how that person's going to react. And I think you and I even do this in our marriage where we're like, I'm like, I'm going to ask him about this or I'm going to bring up like, you're like, Hey, we need to talk about finances. And I'm like, he's going to come balls blazing at me and he's going to freak out at me. And we're going to get in this huge fight because like we can't figure out our finances and blah, 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 blah. blah. And then we're just going to fight. And he's going to tell me I spend too much money and blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, you just being anxious. And I'm like, and I'm like, Oh, fuck you, man. I don't want to have this conversation. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, Oh, okay. Whoa. Like, I wasn't going to talk to you about any of that. And I'm like worked up and you're sure. like, oh, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like I just went zero to 100 really quick because mm-hmm. I had all these preconceived ideas of what I thought you thought of me, mm-hmm. which is another thing and how I thought you were going to react to me. Yeah, it's it's and it's like I said, it's all hypothetical. Yeah. So I think like those two things hand in hand, like those are the two things that cause me probably the most anxiety is a 
if I walk into a room or I walk into a situation or I'm in a store or I'm at a, the park and like with my kids or whatever and there's like a person and they're staring at me and you're automatically feeling judged and you're like, yep. what the hell are you looking at? Like in your head, you're like, what? something wrong? Like, do should I look weird? Should I be doing something different? Yeah. Am I? What do you want me to say? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, should I go talk to him? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, what if they think I'm like, it's all that stuff, right? So mm-hmm. it's a, like, what does that person think of me? Yeah. Which shouldn't really matter, but it's something that we all do, even on a day-to-day basis. Like, I don't care if you're the most confident person in the entire world. There's somebody in your life that can get down to the, the soul of you and make you feel like, oh, I think I might've just done something wrong, even yep. though you didn't, right? So I think that's a big thing. And I think that is a part of the reason why a lot of people don't do certain things that they want to do. It's why they don't get on social media and do the things that they want to do and say the things that they want to say. Mm -hmm. It's why they don't have the conversations with people in their lives that they need to have the conversations with. It's why they don't go to the events and the parties and the networking things because they're scared as hell that somebody more successful than them is going to come up and then they're intimidated. When in reality, you should walk in there like my favorite video ever and the one that comes to my mind all the time when I'm in situations like that mm-hmm. is that video you showed me where it's like, no, you're the freaking prize. Yeah. Like you should walk in there with your head held high and have the mentality of, I don't really care what any of these people think because guess what? They're probably in the exact same mental state as I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like they're just as worried about what I think of them as they're, that they think of me or it's kind of like you always tell me like people don't really think about you as much as you think that they think about you. Let's say that again. Literally people do not think about you as much as you think that they, they think about you. Yeah. And once you wrap your head around no that. No one is walking around on a day-to-day basis being like, I wonder what Matt Griner's doing. Yeah. Nobody cares. Exactly. Or if they do, in my opinion, if they are thinking of you, it's a genuine for the most part. Either they're looking out for you. Like they're like, oh, that person just came to mind. Like that's when you get those texts like, hey, I was just thinking about you. Or like they reach out of like. Yeah, but to your point, there's no, it's. They're not, yeah. they have other things to worry about other than you. So, and even in social situations, right? Birthday parties, events, whatever you're talking, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. they have other things. So walk into that situation of, hey, like I have something to offer these people that are here in my day-to-day, com- like in basic conversation. Whatever that is, whether that's you're just there to talk to somebody and they need somebody to talk to. So you're going to offer that. Maybe you get into a conversation and you can share a life experience. You can share your story with them. You have no idea how powerful that is and who needs to hear that. And you'll never know if you let that fear and that anxiety take over. So, yes, but can I say something? Totally. You're kind of contradicting yourself. Why? What do you mean? Because you're saying that before you said, well, you, you don't like it when people are just like, just get over it. Just try it. Just go do it. Okay. And then you just barely said it. Right. So I think what we could do is like, what is something that helps you get over those anxious situations? Okay. That's a, I'm so happy you asked me that. Yeah. I feel like we're in like an actual legit interview, but we're not, (laughs) we're sitting in our basement (laughs) recording for me. I think I, I should ask you this question because I feel like I've typically always been a pretty <laughs> confident human being. Like I'm okay speaking in front of people. I'll talk to people. In the in our relationship, it's kind of reversed. Like I've sure. kind of taken, I was like really extroverted. I can be extroverted when I need to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little bit more introverted now. Like I don't really like, like I'll be the first one to be like, hey, I don't want to go to that. Or like, nah, like let's yeah. bail. Like, do you know what I mean? Like 
I work myself up. I work up hypotheticals in my head or or people that I don't want to hang out with or see or whatever, right? I work that up in my head where you're a lot better. I think for me, I'll answer really quick and then I'm just going to let you talk because I think yeah, you okay. have learned, like I've watched you grow in this, which has been super fun. For me, it's when I make a decision to do something, mm-hmm. regardless of if I can even talk myself out of it, it's like, no, I'm going to do it because I made a decision. I told myself it's my integrity to me, yeah. not to anybody else. It's just to me. I said I was going to be there, so I'm going to go. and I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. I chose this profession that I have and I chose that I was going to be professional in it. So I'm going to have the hard conversations. I think that, like I said before, acting on it before you can talk yourself out of it, mm-hmm. like before you let fear and the misconceptions and preconceived ideas and all of that get in the way, just act on it and just do the hard things first. Okay. My last one is to take a big, 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 deep breath mm-hmm. and only focus on how you can, how you can change the situation. Yeah. I could deliver the absolute worst news to you, but in how I choose to have the conversation or how I choose to approach this social situation or whatever is going to change the complete outlook and the energy in the room or, or in the phone call or whatever that is, or in my day yeah. is focusing on like, what do I, like you said, what do I actually have control over? I have control over me. So what's my number one important thing I need to get done today? Or what's the one conversation I need to have so that my life is a little bit better? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I don't know where I'm going, but that's that's like my main <laughs> point with that. So I would love for you to share your side from being cool. when I first met you and I thought you were a total dick because you didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. To now who you are now, we're like, you talk to the most random people. And I'm like, Matt, shut up, get in the car. We got to go home. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's been a journey. It's been like a process, I guess I should say. But I have learned that I stopped judging myself. And I think that the things that put me in the situation where I didn't want to talk to people or where I didn't want to be my true self or be happy or be in those situations was that I was worried about what everyone else was thinking about me. I was worried like if I looked okay, like if I had zits on my face, if my hair was done right, if like all of the dumb things that that gives you like a lack of self-confidence, I was always worried about. And because I was worried about it, I knew in my brain that other people were thinking about that. Um, and so really this year has been huge for me because this is the first year that I stopped judging myself and I just let go. And I knew that whatever, um, whoever I was in that moment was the perfect person for whatever needed to happen. Um, and then the other part of it. So like whenever I walk into a party or I walk into work or or whatever it is, I don't care what that person thinks about me. I don't. And it's because I'm okay with myself. I'm okay with my situation. I'm okay with my past mistakes. I'm okay with where I'm at in my life. And even though I can, the thing that I'm still working on is the future because I have goals and I know where I want to go and things like that. And so that kind of torments me a little bit, but in those situations, I'm really, really okay with myself. Mm -hmm. And that helps me so much converse with other people because I don't have to sit there and think about myself in a conversation. I can genuinely ask them questions and want to know the answer. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, So judging yourself is the biggest thing. Let go of that. Quit judging yourself. You don't need that. Yeah. Um, And the second that I did that, the majority of my anxiety and depression went away. 
my suicidal thoughts went away. Um, even though they come back every once in a while. Um, and honestly, I was just a much happier person because I'm okay with myself. Yeah. And I think if a lot of people just look in the mirror and they like the person that's there and they're continually working on themselves and they know that like, so I've, here's an example too. Um, I, like I've fluctuated with like my weight and my self image a lot. And even though other people might not have seen it, like I do mm-hmm. just like everyone else out there. Um, cause I know there's, there's so many people that that's a big thing that causes depression is like, I don't look the way that I want to look. Yeah. And so that makes me depressed, anxious, totally. sad. Um, and so the thing that I've done is listen, I know where I want to go and I know where I want to be. And in the moment when I'm like, I'm eating, like I ate a cookie and I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have eaten that <laughs> because I know that it's going to cause three days down the road that for me to feel bloated or whatever. Right. Um, is just to sit in the moment and say, listen, that's okay. The next decision that I'm going to make is going to be the good one. Yeah. Like that will be the right one. Cause you can't just sit there and say like, I'm going to shove my face full of food, um, be depressed. And then like a week later I'll, I'll start working out. Right. It's that next decision in the moment. Um, that's helped me a ton Yeah. because you know where your goals are and that's like, it's okay. Life is okay. And I think that's, that's the second part of my answer other than judging yourself is just understanding that like if you don't take yourself that seriously life is life is okay life is a very happy place to be yeah and there are people walking around that are so unhappy but really if you can find your happiness and find your way every situation will be a lot lighter and a lot easier for you to go into yeah we did a i I decided to start a book club at work Mm -hmm. don't ask me why i don't i'm not a very good reader but I was like, this might be fun. So we did a book, you know this, we did a book club at work. And uh, last month, the book was The Energy Bus. So if you've never read it, read it. It's like seriously the easiest read ever. It's such yeah. a good book. But we were talking in our like a little book club group <laughs> that like at the end of the month, we were talking about things about The Energy Bus and some things that were brought up. But I loved this concept that's, that um, my dad actually brought up, which I loved, okay. is he said, so often we're so like, um, we're, we're so consumed with like, oh, our life so sucks. Like my problems are so big. Mm-hmm. My, like everything feels so heavy, right? But if you walked into a room of people and all your problems were in a backpack and you had your backpack on mm-hmm. and, and someone came in and said, hey, put your problems in the middle, put your backpack in the middle of the room and leave it there for a minute and then come back out on the outside of the circle. And then they said, okay, cool. Talk with each other for a minute, right? And you talk to each other and then they're like, all right, cool. Now go get a different backpack. Chances are you would probably choose your exact same backpack. Because after talking or after realizing or after like really noticing other people and having those conversations, you realize that the problems that you actually have are small or not maybe small, but like you're kind of like, no, I would rather take on my stuff than Susan's. Like, do you know what right. I mean? And so I thought that that was so interesting because I think so often, like I'm play victim to that where I'm like, it's the future thing. Like, I wish I was as successful as so-and-so, or I wish I had these things or things that you can't control. I have no control over my, I have a little bit of control over some of them. I have control over how I choose to live my day-to-day life. That's the only thing you have control over. Yeah. I, but I have, ch- I have control over how I choose to live my day-to-day life to get to what I want. Right, but there's no sense in worrying about. But if that's my end goal and that's all that's consuming my life mm-hmm. and I don't get there, 
that's going to suck. And I'm going to do what I did in last year and say, wait, what? Because I didn't enjoy everything in the now. Do you know what I mean? And so I think really when it comes to me and anxiety, it's very much like a, all right. Like it's like, A, it's a priority thing. Mm-hmm. Like what's the most important thing I've got to get done today? If that's the only thing that gets done, I've won. I have a win in my book. Bonus, right? Okay. And two, it's like, okay, cool. I'm, not, I'm just not going to judge. And it's not judging myself because it's like, it's again, it's that, it's that constant want for success and busyness and like I'm addicted to it because it feels so good to be busy and to tell everybody that I'm busy and life is crazy and oh right but in reality the people that are talking to you it's draining yeah it's so draining and all you're doing is judging yourself because you're like I'm not busy enough and like like those are my lead like you know that about me it's my biggest pet peeve Mm -hmm. I want to hear about your struggles I'm your friend and I want to hear about your struggles but the more that you tell me that you're busy and that you have all this going on and you don't know how to manage your own life, the less I start to feel bad for you. And I'm kind of like, wake up. But there's more to life. At the same time, that's where somebody like yourself that has more or less understood the topic could step in and potentially help. That's right. That's true. But I think that sometimes people will only receive it mm-hmm. if they want to hear it. Definitely. But when you're sitting there and you're having the conversation and you get down to like the root cause of somebody's depression, anxiety or stress, really, that's when you can help. Yeah. And um, or like it's in a situation where they don't have control over it. Yeah. Like I know we're like you have control, you have control, but I'm thinking like work wise. Sometimes in those work situations. And so like I think this is the thing that also I love that I read this last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, probably on Instagram or Pinterest. I've kind of been on a Pinterest kick lately. Okay. Was that if you can't change your outcome, like if you can't change your current situation, because I've said this multiple times on this podcast where I'm like, if you're not happy, freaking change it, right? right? And I realize that that's super harsh and I'm totally judging you in that moment, right? Like give or take. Because there are certain circumstances where you can't change it. You, you don't have control. You can't just up and quit your job. You can't just up and move your family. You can't get married. You can't have kids. Like there are certain things that you actually have no control over. Yes, some things, yep. Some mm-hmm. things that you wish you could have control over that are causing you unhappiness. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. So in those moments of things you cannot control, my challenge to you would be choose how you or change how you view them. Okay. So instead of saying like, I hate my job. It sucks so bad. I'm mad I can't quit. I hate this job. I wish I didn't have it. I don't make enough money. I don't do this. It's a different mindset, which is so hard because you're angry in the moment of like, I'm grateful for the job that I do have and I'm grateful that it provides me what I want. What do I need to do to change my current circumstance? Like, what are my steps going forward that I can control? So mm-hmm. can I save? Can I, so I can get in a situation where I can quit my, let's take, I'm going to give everyone this idea right now. Take a heat lock out on your house, whatever that income is on, like with your equity, quit your damn job. There you go. I don't know. Maybe that's not going to solve someone's problems. But what, what you're saying is, is that you can control <laughs> your current situation. Yes. And if there's there, because there are things that you cannot control, focus on what you can. Yeah. So, and one thing that causes unhappiness 
and I'd love that we led into this because it's the perfect way to end this is fighting with reality. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite topics that I've ever learned is, and I, I like, I hope everyone listens to this. Every time that we fight with reality, we will lose because your life as it is right now being played out is perfect. It is perfect because that is what's happening right now. And that's the coolest thing for me because even if you hate your situation, even if you don't love where you're at, your life is perfect because nothing else could be happening because that's what's happening right now. The future hasn't come yet. The past already happened. What's happening right now is the perfect situation for you. And so if you accept that in your life, that whatever's happening right now for me is what's supposed to be happening for me, how much happier are you going to be? Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of like that mindset thing of like, well, okay, what, what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. What is this going to teach me? Where is this going to propel me to be down the road? Like I'm going to take everything I'm learning right now so that whatever comes next, I'm hundred percent ready for. Mm-hmm. So even if, even if you don't love the situation that you're in, just understand that that is reality. And we always have the chance to change our reality in the moment, but we can't do anything about it in a week, right? Like we can't look forward and say like, oh, in a week I'll start doing this. No, I'll start doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just understand that like you are enough. And if we can understand that we're enough, that I'm enough, that you aren't are enough, that everybody listening, you are exactly who you are and who you should be. Anxiety goes away and so does depression. Um, this has been fun. This is I'm cool like, topic. we just need to end right there because that was great. I'm like, I felt that. I'm yeah. like, I'm about to go make an inspirational poster and put it in my bedroom. <laughs> but yeah, no, this has been super fun. Um, it was a topic that we both kind of were like, hey, we want to talk about this. So yeah, I mean, as always, if you guys have questions or listen, guys, take, love a, take a deep breath in your life. Life is okay. And life is okay. And like, honestly, you're doing amazing. You are doing amazing. We are doing amazing. Like, I can't stress that enough. You are who you're supposed to be. I'm emotional. I'm like going to cry. <laughs> I'm like, I needed that. Well, but no, good. but like, it's true. I think it, so often we're so hard on ourselves and it's like, no, mm-hmm. like you're doing better than you think that you're doing. Right. So come back and listen to us next week too. Yeah. We love you guys. <laughs> we love you. So yeah. Anyways, have a good week. We'll see you.